Listen, listen to our dog cast. The accountability podcast. Get all the tea on the governance space. Everything you need to know about accountability. Making governance work for the people by supporting active citizens, responsible leaders. Good day to everybody listening and welcome to the Accountability Podcast. I'm your host, Kibo Ngoi. And today we're going to be having a very interesting discussion on the OGP Youth Toolkit with two people who are intimately involved in the process of creating it. Today, I'm joined by Sanjita Pant, our own programs and learning manager, who played a leading role in the creation of the toolkit. And I'm also joined by Francis Ametepe, a youth engagement and advocacy officer for Youth Advocates Ghana, who was also involved in the process of creating the toolkit. So I think just to begin, before I bring my guests into the conversation, just to give you a little background on the OGP Youth Toolkit. The toolkit was designed to demonstrate the necessity and value of the intentional inclusion of young people in the co-creation of OGP national and local action plans. It was also created to offer a model for effective youth participation and cooperation between young people and point of contacts in OGP and other formal political processes to facilitate the meaningful and active participation of youth in OGP co-creation processes by providing practical tools, sample commitments, and recommendations supporting the implementation of the Youth Engagement Power Plan, and finally to provide tools and resources to young reformers as well as points of contact and government officials looking to engage young people in open government reforms. There's far more to unpack about the toolkit so we're going to do that by speaking to some people who were intimately involved in, the, in its creation. And I'm going to begin by bringing um, Sanjita into the conversation. Hi, Sanjita. Hi, Kibo. How are you doing? All right. Awesome. So I think we can just dig right into it. And I'd like to start from the very beginning. What was the reasoning that necessitated the creation of this toolkit? in terms of what need was it intended to fill? Thanks, Kivo. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, I think we need to understand that this idea around the toolkit didn't really come about in a vacuum. And um, Accountability Lab has been working with young people um, in different countries through our different programming. And it is a result of uh, this continued engagement with, with uh, people from across uh, Asia, Africa, and most specifically, uh, following the Open Government Digital Youth Summit in 2020, we realized the need to capture the learnings from both young people and governments and how they were engaging in promoting the open government agenda. During these engagements, um, what we've realized is that there's a lot of push from young people to engage with government, and there's also some level of pull from uh, governments to engage, but there is a gap, especially in terms of resource and information, but also in terms of networks and how, how they are brought into processes to basically provide a space where they can have this communication, right? So the first step for us was to try and bridge this resource gap. We started by asking questions like if there was a government that did want to engage with young people, how and where could they find them? And even if um, they have identified the individuals or group, what kind of tools or mechanisms are they using to reach out to them? So these were some of the questions we started out with. And we actually, in the first stage, step, reached out to some of the member countries who are already implementing youth-specific commitments in their open government partnership national action plans. And just hearing from them what their experiences was, what the lessons they had learned so that we could start uh, 
putting together like a outline for the toolkit itself. So that was the initial, um, if you will, like the conception for the toolkit. Eventually, right now we have a draft of the toolkit based on a, a, a consultation process uh, with young people as well as uh, government point of contacts. Thank you so much, Sanjita, for that brief background. And um, yes, really from reading the toolkit myself, we talk. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, we talk a lot in the globe about the importance of including youth voices, especially in decision-making and political processes. But I think this is a very tangible example of some, some important points in terms of how to improve youth inclusion in some of the processes, specifically in this case in OGP countries. I'd like to bring Francis into the conversation now and basically just ask you, why did you think it was important for you personally to take part in the process of creating this toolkit? And uh, what role did you play in the process? All right, thank you very much for this opportunity. And of course, the good work you are doing at Accountability Lab across many countries. Um, now back to your question. Let me say that as a youth engagement and advocacy officer of Youth Advocate Ghana, and of course, a member of Open Government Youth Collective of the OGP, I personally think it was necessary for me to be part of the development of this particular toolkit because it will create that sort of opportunity and platform for me to feed into the toolkit, which is what I think we, the young people, are expecting uh, leaders to do and, and, and also add the innovative ways to address some governance challenges. Again, I think it was very important for me to be part of the process to give me that sort of ownership of the toolkit and effectively utilize it at the grassroots level to ensure that there is meaningful participation of young people and, and inclusion of people you know, in the entire development process at the local level. And finally, I mean, I'm a youth activist from a civil society sector. So one of my responsibility is to represent youth population at such gathering, to speak for them, to influence policies and decisions on their behalf. So to me, generally, these were some of um, uh, the most important reasons why I, I, I participated in it. And then my role, my role in the process was to participate virtually, to participate in some of the virtual consultations that was, was held and also contribute and even share practical experience working at the community level and, and practical experience in engaging with the OGP national um, um, uh, in Ghana. So these were some of the things and how best we can deliberately ensure better inclusivity of young people in the OGP processes and, and OGP commitment at the country level. So these were some of the things um, that drives all my role in the entire process. Thank you so much, Francis. Thank you for sharing the role you played in the process and the importance of the creation of this toolkit. But uh, I'd like to bring Sanjita in to maybe give her input to the same question of why you felt it was important for you personally to take part in the process and what role you played in the process of its creation. I think in terms of why I was personally motivated, it's like throughout my work at the lab, I get to learn a lot about the amazing work that young people do to engage in their communities and make governments accountable. It's always inspiring um, to hear these stories. Um, and similarly, there are also government efforts to engage with young people, including through open government processes. And I think I was motivated to bring some of these examples as resources for those promoting open government at different levels of government. And specifically when it comes to youth, I think you know, 
for me personally, it's also important that looking at young people, not just as a demographic, um, people, like you said, when you looked at the toolkit itself, there was like, you know, this always, um, uh, we want young people to be part of the decision-making process. We want them to bring them into the discussions on policy issues in, in the decision-making table. But why do we want to bring them there? Is it just because of their age? Like, you know, they're, they're young people. And, and it's not just because they're young people. It's because they bring a lot of experiences. They are like, I mean, look at Francis, you know, he's done, he's, he's, he's done so much um, on at the grassroots level um, through open government processes or just as a individual as well. And I think it's important to bring these stories so that it motivates others as well to be part of the community and work it doesn't have to be like you know you do just policy work but in any way advocacy at your at in your community there's so many things that young people are doing in and I think it's really important to bring those examples and uh, capture those learnings and lessons and and share it to a wider community so I think for me the personal motivation has been to try and capture some of these stories bring these lessons so that others can learn from them um, and and basically share their experiences in a wider community. And in terms of my role in the process, um, I led the coordination efforts between Accountability Lab. Uh, we had a toolkit lead from Open Ownership who, who led um, some of the consultations, um, and of course with our um, with Open Government Partnership, who also are supporting our um, uh, the the, tool, the creation of the toolkit to pull together the experiences. So. I mostly led the coordination efforts as well as in the drafting process itself, uh, looking for some of these examples, um, including through test research and, and some of the consultation processes that we began last year. Thank you so much, Sanjita. And yes, once the, the process of uh, creating the toolkit was uh, undertaken with the participation of youth voices from across the globe, it was uh, presented at the OGP Global Summit, from um, which took place in mid-December. And so now it's around half a year since this happened. So of course, it's still very early going, but I'd be very interested for us to now talk about how would you say the toolkit has started to help drive conversations around youth engagement in OGP countries? And I think I'll start with uh, Francis on this question. Yeah, thank you very much once again. So generally, I think that the first step towards change is information, knowledge, and empowerment. So the toolkit creation or the toolkit has been developed for that particular purpose. So those of us with the toolkit now has information and some level of empowerment to locally seek for inclusion and even domesticate the actions at the, at the community level. For instance, if you come to Ghana, with this sort of empowerment and with this in mind and information that I have access to, currently our organization is running a project called Amawe, where communities, community members are empowered on local governance system and how to seek for accountability. This particular project, for instance, ensures meaningful participation of young people in governance, which is the bedrock for this, uh, the toolkit. So, Yes, the toolkit is actually, I mean, making positive impact uh, across the world. People like us who are already oriented on the toolkit are using it at the community or at the country level, which is very beneficial to the citizens and, 
and, and, and the community at large. And that is just an, an example. Because I have information, I am kind of empowered when I go for meetings. I'm able to even champion a cause and re, uh, draw the attention of policymakers that there is this commitment that the country have signed up to, and there is this way we can actually ensure that these processes that we are trying to um, address is meaningfully engaged, where young people are part of the process. Um, policymakers are equally not just, I mean, listening to us, but they are also particularizing some of the innovative suggestions and recommendations that are being um, passed by young people. So yes, um, at the community level, at the country level, I must say that the toolkit is actually making a very positive impact because some of us who have been part of the process now own the toolkit. We have it, we own it, and we use it to drive community development. Thank you. Thank you so much, Francis. Now I'd like to move to Sanjita and pose the same question to her. How would you say the toolkit has started to help drive conversations around youth engagement in OGP countries? I'll give you a particular example. So following sharing the um, draft tool, we, we started uh, engaging with um, the youth uh, in, during the December summit, right? Like you mentioned. So after that, what we have been specifically able to do is if you look at um, the information that we got while we were doing the research for the toolkit is a lot of the local governments are more uh, engaged with the youth groups. And that could be possibly because of their proximity to some of these grassroots uh, movements and organizations. So we are particularly uh, working with the OGP local team. Um, so there's a national level as well as a local level, right? So it's we're particularly focusing um, on trainings for the local um OGP members to try and get the toolkit um, into the trainings that the OGP um, carries out for locals. Uh, I think one is for, planned for June, so we hope this to be a resource for those trainings. We did one last year uh, when we invited um, point of contacts from Spain and uh, Kenya to share the experiences with members of the OGP who were new and who were in the process of creating their own national action plan. So that's one of the ways we are uh, doing. And we've already received um, some info, some uh, questions. So our team in Mexico, uh, I think Noyo Leon is one of the new members of the local uh, OGB chapter. And they are also keen to try and see how they can incorporate some of the uh, youth specific commitments. So the toolkit is one of the resources that they're looking at. Um, so I think at the local level, that's where we've been sort of like started having those conversations. And besides that, we are also trying to connect with other initiatives and movements that sort of like focus on young people. So um, Tirana is one of the, is, is the youth capital um, for this year in Europe. And we had a conversation with them to try and see how we can also bring the work that we have done so far, uh, including through the toolkit and share their learnings during some of the events that they are planning to host in October, uh, September, October. And most recently, let me not forget where Francis was also part of the uh, virtual event. We did um, bring together our three uh, youth collective members to share their experiences and also talk about uh, the toolkit during the open gov week that was um, held in may 
So those are some of the efforts that um, are being carried out or where conversations are being led to uh, share the examples and lessons from the toolkit. Wonderful. Thank you, Sanjita. And I think uh, there you have it. There's a long road ahead to really ensure that youth voices are included in decision-making processes across the globe. But I think it's encouraging to hear the progress that is being made through the toolkit and the conversations and activities that it's galvanizing in different countries. So I think this is definitely something we'll be keeping our eye on and having more conversations about in future. And of course, the, the toolkit itself will be available for people to view on the Accountability Lab website, to also share their feedback and comments and ideas about it. But I think for today's conversation, we can leave it there. So I'd just like to begin by thanking both of my guests. Thank you so much for Sanjita and thank you, Francis, for taking part in the conversation today. Thank you for the opportunity, Kibo. Thank you for the invitation as well. You're both very welcome. Thank you to both of you and uh, to our listeners. Thank you for joining us and reach out on info.accountabilitylab.org if you'd like to get in touch. We'd like for this podcast to be useful for the work you might be doing related to good governance and civic engagement. What topics or questions would you like us to explore? Let us know on email or in social, on our social media pages and stay tuned for our next podcast in the next few weeks. Listen, listen to our podcast. The accountability podcast. Get all the tea on the governance space. Everything you need to know about accountability. Making governance work for the people by supporting active citizens, responsible leaders. Ah.